have the privilege of studying on Matthew's chapter 6, verses 25 and 26, in which the Lord says here, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Let's be quiet and add one cubit to his stature. So why do you worry about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, again, I say unto you, not so is he that is of little faith or rich toward his food. For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that ye need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Sufficient day Thank you for this incredible portion of Scripture and how you want to free us to do it well. Father, how you want us to be people of worship and not of complaining. How you want us to truly trust in you and live a life that is worthy of this incredible privilege. And so, Lord, we pray that you would help us to do so. see the Lord teaches us some incredible lessons. He gives us some commands and directions. He wants us to make some observations of what things are like in this life. If you were here last week, we studied verses 19 through 24, and we studied about the well, the wise well, the true treasure. And it was such an important study. I pray that we would take that study to heart. But this morning, we move from wealth to worry. And in all reality, those are two things that are very opposite of each other. I don't know if you guys struggle in the area of worthy or worry, but I, I know a lot of people do. They worry about wealth. They worry about work. They worry about what happened yesterday or what might happen tomorrow. They worry about the children, the challenges, the bills, the body. They worry about their marriage, the ministry. They worry about the family, the economy. And the bottom line is we live in a society today where there are millions of worries and there are billions of others you know and even in the church you know and it's a sad thing to say but even in the church where there should be nothing but victorious warriors there are too many believers that have that like referees that take the control of this nation and culture and the reason why we're not growing and we're not living and we're not walking in the power of the holy spirit believe it or not is because we're not truly trusting God. And a lot of times that's what's happening in the church and in our walk with Jesus. A lot of people have this. It's been said that life's too short to worry. But that's not true. Tomorrow, how, how can I live tomorrow? You know what, if you die and you go to heaven, I'll be with the Lord. That's not true. Again, that's 
know the Jews have a proverb that says, worms eat you when you die, and worries eat you when you live. And our lives are just filled with worries. Let me tell you something. When your life is like laundry and you're on the road and you have worries of tomorrow, worries just simply sap you of the strength that you need in this life. So this morning the Lord wants to remind us that worry is not God's friend. If you're here today and you suffer from anxiety, that's not of the Lord. The Lord wants to provide, and I've said this many times, for us peace to last, joy to return. The Lord wants to take all those fears away and fill us with his joy. He does not want us to go downward and depressing. As a matter of fact, the Lord said in Psalm 46, verse 7, peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. And so let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. God wants to give us people to pray for. We're going to see how important this study is for us today. It really is uh, kind of short study today. And in the end of the study, I'll give you five things about worry. But let's just kind of flow through the text this morning. And you see, first of all, there in verse 25, that Jesus not only counsels us, he commands us. Because he says, and he says right there in verse 25, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry. He says right there, as a matter of fact, it says in these verses this morning, three times, do not worry. Verse 25, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Verse 31, therefore, do not worry. Verse 37, he says to us right there, do not worry. The Lord Jesus Christ, he says, do not worry. Let me say it again, do not worry. And just in case I haven't made myself clear, one more time, I say, sin because it's a commandment of Christ that's so clear. God says, don't worry. And so when we worry, we sin. And whenever we sin, whenever we sin, it separates us from that perfect peace. And sometimes that perfect peace that God wants us. What does it mean to be troubled? The dictionary defines worry as mental stress or agitation. It results from a concern that usually something that's impending or anticipated. You know, worry is when we fearfully say to ourselves, oh, what if that happens? You ever said that? Or when we fearfully say to ourselves, what if that doesn't happen? And then it begins to dominate your mind. You know, and I know we need to have the balance here. You know, I believe personally that it's not just carrying your own cares too far. It's when you carry your own cares too far. You see, we can't carry our cares. There's nothing that we can carry. It's all too heavy for us. The Lord says, cast all your cares upon me. Why? Because he cares about you. You can't carry any of those cares We believe in God in our head, but not in our heart. There's not really a true trust. We're filled with fear rather than faith, and we worry rather than worship, just accepting God's will. And this morning, I just simply 
and, and I know my heart just goes out to people because I know that so many people worry about so many things and they're going through crazy things. And God just wants to say this morning that it doesn't matter what you're going through. I care for you and I want to carry your cares. I want you to worship me and not worry. I want you to remember me Because faith and fear, they cannot coexist. Worry and worship, they don't live in the same heart of each other. You know, for some people, it's kind of interesting, man. They don't have a care in this world. <laughs> they always think of this and that. It's kind of cool. But others are like carrying the cares of this world. And their heart goes out to them. And that's what today's program is really going to speak to you from this morning. Kind of interesting as we look at our study this morning. Three times the Lord says, Do not worry, and three times here the Lord speaks about food and clothing. And I think when He speaks about food and clothing, He speaks about it in two ways. Number one, style, and number two, provide. Again, look what He says there in verse 25. Therefore I say to you, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. And here's the question Is not life It's not a matter of survival. At this point, it's really a matter of style. You know, for some, life is not much more than food and clothing. They have a style. They don't eat to live and live to eat. You know, they kind of look for blessings in life, right? Kind of like, I think I'm going to sausage and cream salad or something, you know? And, you know, not only what will we eat, but the Lord here talks about what we will wear. I've heard many people say this, that I don't even know what I'm going to be wearing for the rest of my life. And then you just wonder, what about the 27 dresses that are in the closet, you know, or the 32 shirts that you have to wear, you know? What do you mean you don't have a suit to wear? Well, I can't wear that. I, I don't even own one of those. I mean, <laughs> yeah, man, I can't wear that. You know, we as Americans, we can really get consumed with our clothing. We can really even begin to worry about what we wear, not just for survival, but for style. You know, and I don't want to get weird. I, I know, you know, God gives us Christ to pay for our sins, but I still think that's okay. You know, I think it's okay to, you know, when you like that shirt. And it's okay when you want to look presentable and to feel comfortable. And that's okay in the clothes that you wear. You know, certain colors bring out the gray in me. just like preoccupied with those types of menial priorities. We get caught up with clothes and we lose perspective. But Jesus says, please remember me. the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father clothes them with care. Don't get caught up in the things that you eat and the things that you wear. Don't let it be a priority in your life. Some people spend more time getting ready on the outside than they do on the inside. That's not seeking first the kingdom of God. 
seeking first the kingdom of God is first dressing the inner man, making sure that that one is dressed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ before you go out to bring it. Don't get preoccupied with the style of food and clothing or the, even the whole idea of survival, whether or not you're going to have enough. The Lord says, look at the purpose, and he wants to give us gifts, and so he teaches us that God will provide for all your needs. Did you know that? Did you know that until the day you die, that God will provide for all your needs? Did you know that? You don't have to worry about tomorrow or the week or the month or the year. You don't have to worry about that. The Lord says, look at the purpose. And I encourage you, get on that. Look at the purpose. Walk in the purpose. One of my favorite Bible teachers, John Stott, his whole life, he's taken up a hobby of going to Asia. Can't you just see, you guys, when you look at the birds, if you were watching them on Peredia, John, my daughter's like, can you just look at the birds? I'm like, yes, they're on that bicycle that they're waiting for the car to go by. I mean, they're just, <laughs> they're just so free, those birds are. They're free, they're singing, they're flying, they're having fun, and the Father is just providing for billions and billions of people. They're not going to see a Their faith isn't rooted in the president or the economy or which move might make them, you know, allow them to have the bigger bonds because the sky is falling. No, you know what? The Father provides for the birds every day. And the Lord wants to do the same. Now, just in case we're kids and we're thinking, man, does that mean that we don't have to work? You know, uh, the birds can sing, right? They just kick back cracker jacks, right? They're not real hard workers, but in all reality, they are really hard workers. Now, who gets to dig on the birds? The birds. The early bird gets to win, and they're the go-getters, and now they are flying around and hopping around, and they're taking care of business. You know, I was thinking about this whole thing, and I thought, man, Lord, you just said, do not worry. Later on in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, the Lord says, don't worry about what you're going to say. Don't even premeditate it. I'll give it to you in the hour. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. So, Lord, does that mean that I don't have to study? And the Lord says, no, man. The birds, they, they work, but they just don't work. And I need, you need to study. And I just can't blame you. You know, the Lord just says, hey, man, you need to trust me because I've given you so many other places to he once described his favorite teacher. I don't know if you guys knew who your favorite teacher was, but he said this. I have one teacher I love better than anyone. He is my little teacher, Abba. He preaches to me daily. I put his crumbs upon my windowsill, especially at night, and then he hops onto the sill when he wants his supply, and he takes as much as he desires that is not his own. From thence, he always hops to a little street close by, and then he lifts up his voice to God and sings his carol of praise and gratitude. And then he tucks his little head under his wings and he goes to sleep and leaves me all to myself. That was his favorite teacher. 
And, I, and I'm telling you guys this, and to me it was kind of a, uh, a nugget that I discovered as I studied this text, that that's why he was used in such that's why he changed the world. Believe it or not, it's rooted in this, that he trusted God. There were no fears. There was faith. There was no worry. There was rest. That's one of the things that he is so important in our life. You know, I pray that we would pay attention to the word that Jesus gave us. You know, even understanding this morning, guys, that the reasoning is a little logical, but more than logical. verse 26, I feed the birds and are you not my brothers? You see, you guys, we need to know what Jesus Christ teaches us here, that you, you are so precious. I don't care what you've done in the past. It doesn't matter what all your years have been behind you. You are precious to God. You are valuable to God. God loves you. You know, and if he takes care of the birds, he's going to take care of you. You are his people created in his image. You are the apple of his eye. He's always watching over you. He sets his love upon you. And if he provides for them, then he will provide for you. Yes, we have says right here, look at the the birds. He also says, look at the flowers. They're beautiful. But why do you worry about clothes and consider the lilies of the field, how they grow? They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not see the way the Lord provides for the birds and you know I don't know if you guys appreciate flowers as much as I do I wanted to get a picture of a flower up here I can show you um, but I just can't you know I, I mean to me they're beautiful you know and, and the Lord says and that's what I'll do in your life I'll feed you just like I'll feed the birds and I'll clothe you just like I clothe the flowers I mean their clothing their colors are just so incredible and yet you know, when you look at the flowers, the Lord says they're not toiling, they're not spinning, they're not worrying about what they will wear or whether or not they'll be comfortable. And so Jesus said, now if God clothes these flowers with greater splendor than Solomon, then will I not clothe you, you? And again, we look at this and we see that the flowers are temporary, but we are Yes, but it's more than that in our Christian life. As a matter of fact, one man told me once in conversation with two birds one time, and this is how it goes. He said to Robin to the sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush about in the middle of summer. Said the sparrow to the robin, my friend, I think that it must be they forgot to bring their
Yeah, but what if it doesn't go the way that I want it to go? Well, you know what? That's life in Christ. He's got a better
something happened and I don't understand but I got what I needed and okay all right that happens physically but you know what I had saying here is that you could have been a two and a half stars in a mountain facing east at that time. You could have been that much taller. Imagine being seven foot. That would be faith is fixed and firm and grounded in God's word, then your spiritual stature is skyrocketed. And that's what I pray for happening to you. You know, worry is useless or there, that contemplation of what you do for a living. Helpless, and not only that, it's harmful. It really is. That scripture over in the book of Psalms, I'm sure many of you are familiar with it, but You know, you've heard the doctors tell us that stress will do damage to your body. But, you know, that's a a truth that's rooted in the Bible. In Psalm 37, it says in verse 8, Cease from anger and forsake wrath. But then he says, Do not fret. It only causes harm. See, when you worry, said that stress and worry, they break us down. They are the unseen source of our headaches, backaches, heartaches, and belly aches. They give us knotted stomachs, sleepless nights, high blood pressure, and low morale. They make our tempers short and our days long. They cause indigestion, irritation, chest pain, and muscle strain. One doctor said this, you do not get stomach ulcers from what you
and sake. I read a story about death, and uh, the story says that death was walking toward a city, and a man stopped death, and he asked him, what are you going to do? And death said, oh, I'm going to kill 10,000 people. And the man said, that's horrible. And so he ran into the city, and he warned everyone. The next day, 70,000 people died. When the man found death, he said, hey, wait a minute. You said you were only going to kill 10,000 people. To which death responded, I did. Woe to the poor who kills the innocent. And that's what happens in our lives. It's so cruel. It is so cruel when you meet a Christian who has Jesus. And then you smile. And it's a smile on their face, and there's no stress. And they're not, you know, crazy. They just know, you know what, it's cool, man. If we worry, Jesus says that here we will not live. As a matter of fact, we'll go back and hinder and harm the work that God wants to do in and through our lives. I always, you know, took a little note when I read this in Moody. It says, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. How do they grow? I, I always like, you know, I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. How do they grow? How do I grow? How do we grow? You know what the lilies do? They don't have a whole lot. They're just uh, two sweet plantings in the soil and that's it. That's all that one is. Two sweet plantings, that's it. Two sweet plantings in the soil of God's heart and then we know that we see all the things that are going on in the world today, the cancer, the measles, and the and the influenza season, and the, just all the things, the cancer deaths that are occurring. I, I really do believe that we're running out of time. These are not days of miracles. These are not days of healings. These are days to be completely 
Let this be first in your life. Let this be the focus of your life. You know, the Greek word here translated worry literally means to be drawn in different directions. And the Lord here just says to us, man, don't be distracted. I made you for me. I made you with a beautiful plan. I I want to use your life. I want to bless your life. I want you, when you die, to go to heaven. And I want you to bring as many people with you as you can. And you might say, well, I don't know what about me. Lord, can you use me to help others come out of that pit and meet the Father? That's all we need, though, is people who believe that. The Lord says here, don't let anything distract you from your priorities in life. And that's the Lord's intention. Our plan in our our life, his rules, his righteousness, his timing, his priorities. That's what the Lord says. You know, if you seek him first, so cool, it says right there, then all these things will be added unto you. If you put the Lord first in your life, then man, he will provide for all your needs. Everything else will fall into place. It's kind of like C.S. Lewis said. He said, you know, if you shoot for earth, then you're not going to get it. But if you shoot for heaven, I'll give you heaven blown away the greatest place on earth is this path that leads to heaven and and life free and perfect don't get distracted you seek the lord it's so amazing the way he takes care of your relationships the way he takes care of your marriage the way he takes care of your finances and not only does he you know give you sometimes i know it's all in the sovereign will of god but he just blows your mind you're like wow how does he have that or live that or do that. I know this guy. He's a loser. Well, it's because Jesus Christ came into his life and Jesus Christ blessed him because he seeks the Lord. That's what ends up happening. It's amazing the way when we get our priorities in hand, how the Lord will just blow our minds. It's really, really cool. I read a story uh, about a little boy who wanted to spend some time with his dad. And his dad was busy reading the newspaper. And he, unfortunately, like some dads do, neglected his kids. He didn't have the time to spend with them at that moment. And so in order to try to get rid of him, what the dad did is he looked at one of the pages and he found a a page that had an atlas of the whole world on it. And so what he did is he took that page and he tore it up into little pieces and gave it to his little boy. And he said, listen, you take this atlas, this geography thing, and, and you go and you put it all together the way it's supposed to be. And then when you do that, then I'll show it to you. So he thought, oh, man, this is too hard. This is too hard. And sure enough, the little boy came back. And five minutes later, the dad said, See, and, and when I put Jesus as number one, then my whole life
two pillars standing together like vipers. And all these pillars are Jesus. Don't be distracted by your own priorities. If you're distracted with your own priorities, then you're failing Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Someone once said that the average person is crucifying himself to eat two foods, but regrets it yesterday when he ate one. What about today? What about right now? You know, one person said, worry never takes away the sorrows of tomorrow, but only saddens what the Lord is saying. Hey, you know how it is, some of you guys, if you play sports, you know, you, you, you got a big game next week, then you play the number two team, they're the number one team, today you play a little team, and you're looking ahead to that game over there, what ends up happening? You lose this game, and you lose that game. And some people think, worry about what might happen tomorrow, or what happened yesterday, and you might just be saying, for the day is its own trouble. There will be sorrows. There are troublemakers in life. But there's also a trouble coming. One that will never pass. And if we give it to him, then he will take care of it. And he'll take care of that. And he'll take care of this. And he'll take care of that. And then we will grow and we will grow and our body will be glorified said about the person who doubts, they're like tossed to and fro by the wind. Don't doubt the Lord. He is honest and he speaketh truth. And that's who God says and who God does. Number four, worry does damage. Worry does damage. Physically,
want you guys to live as long as it's safe to live. And do all that you can do. Point number five, daily distractions and priorities matter. They matter. Okay, so let's raise your hands if you feel that you do and you have a mountain of credit card debt. And so he told his friend, I've lost my job, my car is being repossessed, and our house is in foreclosure. But I'm not worried about it. Not worried, said his friend. How can you not be worried? So the man said, well, I've hired a professional worrier, and he does all my worrying for me, and that way I don't have to think about all my enemies. So the guy says, wow, that's fantastic. How much does it cost? And the guy says, $50,000. And so where is he going to get $50,000 a year? So the friend asked, well, what's your money for? Well, I don't know. (laughs) And, you know, in a sense, I just want to say it with this lens. Say, Lord, here it is. You do have professional worriers. The Lord himself. Although he's not worrying for you, he is for you. And I want to tell you guys today that he has a wonderful plan for you. Yes, I do. Father, thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for just reminding us today to trust you, Lord, with every single area of our life. And Lord, when we trust you, you know we're going to get it. That's what it's all about, trailing taking the first step. And I just pray, Lord God, that you would touch every heart today. And if there's anyone here overwhelmed with worry and fear, Lord God, right now, I pray that right now we would allow you to cast all our burdens and that you would help us today. Lord, I pray that right now we would just give you someone here today who doesn't know Christ or haven't really given their life to you. Only you can save a soul, Lord, and that's our prayer today. All of us here today, we want to just say, if there's anyone here today who hasn't really given their life to Christ, then Lord, today is the day. Just say it. Say the scripture. Let the kingdom of God be brought to you so that all these things would be added unto you. Lord, that you would touch their heart that, Father God, that you would just remind them that they're not alone in their struggles. You're separated from God, and you're here with them. And so, Lord, I pray that right now in the name of Jesus, whatever might be today, that they would just begin to allow the grace of God to influence and to see Jesus Christ while every head is bowed and eyes are closed and nobody looking around. If you're here today and you want to give your life to Christ, I just want to give that opportunity right where you're at. I just want you to raise your hand and I'll lift you up. And I'll invite you up. Anyone else here today?
Filled with the Holy Spirit, 